everybody. Uh, welcome back. Um, today's episode is something a little different. Um, well, not really that different in that it's a game that we've played before and it's with players that you've heard before. This is going well. Um, today we're doing a kind of one-shot sort of experimental thing uh, playing Star Trek Adventures. Uh, some of you may remember we played before with our friends from the Spotlight podcast. It was, oh God, that's two and a half, three years ago at this point. Um, but yeah, what with everything being a little bit up in the air at the moment, plans-wise and life-wise and everything, yeah, we're going to be doing a series of sort of short one-shots, maybe, you know, see how see how things go week to week, really. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we ran a Twitter poll uh, where we asked you all to vote on what you want to hear first, and Star Trek Adventures uh, topped the poll, or at least um, I think it did. I accidentally set the poll to last for seven days, and it's still rolling. So um, it was in the lead last time I checked, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Either way, here we are. <laughs> uh, I'm joined uh, for this one by Eden. Hello. And Amy. Hello. Like I say, we're going to be playing Star Trek Adventures. I feel like we can introduce your characters sort of um, as part of the uh, part of the thing. Cool. Cool. So... Cue hastily written music. It is Stardate 44270.69, or as we now might know it, the 9th of April, 2376. It's about a year or so since the uh, events of Deep Space Nine came to a conclusion, and we are joining two Starfleet officers making their way back to their ship the USS Tenzing Norgay from a security conference on Starbase 47. Would you like to introduce yourselves and give a bit of a description of your character? Whoever wants to go first. I, hello, I'm Amy. I'm playing Lyra Murphy. She is a half Bajoran, half human security officer who has a bit of a temper um, being half Bajoran and the events of DS9 have greatly affected her life she's about five foot six mid-length red hair um she does have the typical bajoran uh nose trim but it's slightly muted more because of her human genetic code um she does not wear the um ear ring though um because it's not part of the starfleet uniform so she's not allowed to wear it she will wear it on her off on off duty however she's a lieutenant did we say that Yes, she is a lieutenant. 
She was overpassed for promotion due to her temper, again. Um, while visiting DS9, um, she came across a few Cardassians, and Cardassians and Bajorans don't really get on. So she was surpassed for promotion because of her behaviour and is now kind of being punished, so to speak, by being forced to go to this conference. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything um, as boring to be sent to as a security conference. <laughs> really. <laughs> Especially if it's your own job. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. And you've been doing it for quite a while. <laughs> How long would you say she's been in Starfleet then? She's a lieutenant, so maybe... She's a lieutenant... Mm, six years, Six maybe? years out of the academy? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would be right. Yeah. Six years. I mean, that's sort of tracks if, like, her, um, if her tempers held her back a bit. She would have been lieutenant commander by now, but, but she yeah. got in trouble. Yeah. Uh, and it's her own fault as well and she admitted it as well it's my own fault my temper got the better of me I know <laughs> I shouldn't they just look at, you just look at my nose and go Bajoran I know I'm Starfleet as well I know <laughs> <laughs> fair enough okay um, and uh, sat in the shuttle with you is uh, Ensign Johnny Connaught who is a pretty fresh faced guy straight out of the uh Academy, let's say less than a year, maybe nine, ten months. Perhaps he's been on assignment. Do you think this uh, this this starship is his first assignment? Would you say? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. This is his this is his first taste of being out in space proper, and uh, yeah, he's he's quite a dogmatic little guy. He's um, he's fairly short. He's he's about five foot, quite squat, um, built. <laughs> he, he's quite a stocky little dude. Um, he's um, he grew up in the Bajoran um, home sector uh, on one of the other planets, not Bajor Prime, uh, away from Deep Space Nine, kind of further off into the galaxy a little bit. Uh, his family was, were kind of traders and they worked with the Bajorans to kind of like, they were part of the not quite working with the Federation, but you know how there's going to be a certain amount of humanity that's coming alongside it and working on the trade side of stuff. Mm. That's kind of how they were there. And he'd grown up being quite kind of enamoured with Starfleet and the whole notion of the greater good and joining them to, I don't know, better everything. Yeah. And in that respect, he's quite stuck on the fact that Starfleet is right. Mm. Um, uh, beyond that, yeah, he's uh, he's quite physically capable and he's he's not... Like he's quite a sharp guy as well, but at the same time, his dogmatism means that he's blind to certain kinds of like he doesn't take criticism of Starfleet well, and in particular, just doesn't see any kind of error in any of their ways. Mm. So, based on being pretty fresh out of the academy, then he pretty much graduated just after the Dominion War kind of wrapped up. Then that's it, and he he's got a kind of fondness for that period of time. He looks back on it and like he he all, he was almost part of it, and there's something to that for him. <laughs> Pierre is not going to enjoy that he enjoys that kind of part of history. <laughs> it's like it's very recent history. Yeah, like, he wants to do his part. It's like a year ago. <laughs> it's like a dude in 1946 being like, "Damn, damn, I wish I'd been there." There must have been some of them out yeah, there. And yeah. Yeah, say, this guy, he, he's he, in very recent times while he was in the, in the academy that was taking place, and that that feeling of like, "Want to get out there?" Yeah. That's in him. <laughs> 
Boy, you know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as I say, you're both uh, travelling back. You're aboard the uh, shuttlecraft Mallory. Uh, you're heading back from Starbase 47, uh, which is fairly close to the Bajor sort of home sector. It's not. It's not. Well, not. Not too far from Bajor. We're not that close either. It's um, sort of galactically, sort of south of uh, Beta Z. Your ship, the USS Tenzing Norgay, is a uh, Nebula class, uh, which has been in service for a few years. It saw a little bit of action during the Dominion War, uh, but it is mostly a science and exploration ship. So it really didn't see a lot of frontline service. Uh, it wasn't really kitted out for it, despite the sort of mad scramble for, you know, let's get more guns on the front line. Sort yeah, of thing. it was more of a su- supply ship. Then. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it sort of extensive sensor suite did sort of play a little bit of sort of early warning kind of um, role for some, you know, some engagements, but it really didn't get too up and in the mix compared to mm. some of the sort of more kitted out. Uh, well, Starfleet doesn't make warships, but um, but there's definitely some that are a little bit more suited to combat, should we say. Mm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it is currently on a scientific and survey mission in um, the sort of reaches of the Feder- of Federation space. Again, sort of heading galactic south, if that makes sense. Kind of heading... You could, you could pretty much draw a straight line between Earth to Beta Z and then carry it on and the ship is sort of in that direction, sort of heading out from Earth, galactic southwest, shall we say? Um, it's it's not a, it's not going to be a long journey back from Starbase Forty Seven, um, but you've been sort of you've been underway for a few hours now. You're at warp five. Uh, the Mallory is a Danube class runabout. It's one of the larger uh, shuttlecraft uh, assigned to the uh, the Tenzing Norgay. The captain has shown a little bit of um, trust in the two of you to give you one of the larger shuttlecraft for this mission. And you are being piloted by a uh, Bolian ensign called Ban Sos, who is uh, known as a competent member of the, the ship's uh, con crew. Um, as I say, you've been, you're, you're a couple of hours out from Starbase 47, and uh, you're expecting about another 12 hours of travel to get back to the ship. How would you say each of you is sort of holding up to the the travel? What were your thoughts on the recent conference? What are your thoughts about the travel? That kind of thing. Okay, Johnny's <clears throat> kind of he he was perfectly fine with going to the security conference because orders are orders, and he's a yes sir kind of guy. <laughs> so he's um, been just going to workshops. He's got it all in mind. He's thinking about all the things he's learned while he was there, and he's just kind of mulling it over and. I don't know. That, that's where he's at. He's just really kind of going back over. Mm, there was what, a what's been uh, what you would consider quite illuminating lecture that you went to by uh, Commander O of um, Starfleet Security. Oh, yes. Oh, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, not one of the the complete higher ups in Starfleet Security, but she was. She's a Vulcan, and uh, she was giving a lecture on vigilance. Um, so yeah, <laughs> you, you are mulling over this uh, what you could, you thought was a quite thought provoking um, lecture on <laughs> vigilance from uh, Commander O. Um, mm-hmm. Are you uh, is your mind wandering while you while you're traveling? How what what's your or are you just kind of mentally going through some notes or something? Uh, well, Johnny's um, practiced in meditation, so okay. he's just kind of he is 
kind of meditating over this to some extent. Not quite sat in the lotus position or anything like that, but he's just capable of spending time in thought like that and not necessarily getting bored of it. Okay, so he's just kind of chilling out in a chair. Yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, what about uh, you, Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Lyra? Um, she probably didn't go to all the workshops. She probably skimmed through mm. a few of them to see if what ones were worth going <laughs> Um, there, there were a couple of mandatory ones. I will say there, there was um, yeah. one about yeah. the sort of uh, the specific reason that the captain had sent you was um, an update on the state of the Federation uh, of Starfleet's rebuilding following um, mm. the uh, Dominion War. Um, so oh, yeah, it's, she, it's she been a little went, while, but um, yeah. yeah, she would have went to the mandatory ones, but the ones that she didn't have to go to, she wouldn't have went to. <laughs> no, you didn't go for like an <laughs> an update course on uh, like. Um, I don't know, Klingon Kung Fu or something. <laughs> De- decoding algorithms. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, Not she, really she's a got, thing. No, she was, she's probably more going to like the fringer uh, things that are like the more upcoming details. So okay. like, um, like the Maquis the Maki had loads of like uh, coding and they were all over the neutral zones and everything. So I can imagine there's lots of like key information that they've had, they, they had gathered that they're probably mm. mulling over and stuff. A um, lot of the McKee were wiped out by mm, the Cardassians. Unfortunately. Um, unfortunately. But yes, the let's say there was a there was a seminar um, about <laughs> McKee uh, hacking techniques that mm. um, drew your eye, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. Tell me more about my people. <laughs> I was raised on Earth. <laughs> you, no, did, you did um, both end up going to the um, the social mixer though on the f- the first evening, mm. and just to check in with some of your fellow officers and uh, have a couple of drinks and stuff. I I'd imagine she'd probably have met up with some of her like contacts as well, like like because every security officer's got like some sort of like nefarious or <laughs> other security officer like buddies that they can like get information oh from yeah yeah i mean it being and, a conference um, there's, there's one or two yeah. you, know, you know officers that you were maybe at um you know at starfleet academy with that you've kept in contact mm. with and um you I can just imagine. keep you keep your <laughs> she, ear out sort of thing yeah she'd be the one that would always be like drinking quite heavily with like some <laughs> rougher looking people because like these are good guys they're they're rough but they get the job done a little bit stupid but we can't all be brilliant it's just the way things are so so how are you how are you handling the the trip back then are you hungover she how is, are you she's probably got a slight hangover but not like debilitating she's a little niggle headache probably um she's probably she's currently reading um uh, an up an updated uh letter from her grandparents from earth oh okay was she raised by her grandparents or was she after her father and mother died on the one of the neutral planets mm. um, between Cardassia and Bajor space, um, she was raised. She was sent back to Earth for, to her father's family to be raised. Okay, about ten. Just digging into those backstories—that's what I'm here for. Mm. <laughs> Forget the space stuff. I just want to know the tragic backstories. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you're you're both doing your best then uh, to kind of ignore. Um, the uh, uh, ensign Bansos, who is piloting, who's quite chatty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's 
he's just he's he's not you know he's a nice guy but he's he's sort of known for being um a little bit sort of um he likes the sound of his own voice yeah 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 that, that's that's <laughs> that's a diplomatic way of putting it yeah he likes the sound of his own voice um but he's currently regaling you with um uh, a story which i would guess you lieutenant lira have heard before probably having been on the ship for a little while of... and i will disgustingly sigh and roll my eyes <laughs> as they go as he goes on yeah he, he's talking about um what a great uh you know a great job that he um him and uh, his uh, co-pilots were were doing the co-pilots isn't the wrong isn't the right word, but he's regaling um, you in particular, really, uh, Ensign Ensign Connaught, with just the story of the the, the most um, dangerous battle that the Tensing Norgay was in during the Dominion War, and um, he's, he's talking about formations of uh, Jem'Hadar uh, ships coming right at you, and um, it, it's all quite exciting. Um, but as I say, Lieutenant uh, Lyra, you were there, and you've heard this he's embellishing a little bit shall we say <laughs> not a lot um, but a, a little bit enough to make it sort of sound a bit more like an action movie than it maybe was i have well, this i have this image of her like mouthing along with him <laughs> and like just like giving a giving like a ha- one hand is like gesturing the exact way that he's gesturing <laughs> <laughs> And then quietly going back to her, her letter. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not looking at him while you're doing it. You're just kind no. of... No. Yeah. Johnny's kind of giving him side eyes listening to this um, <laughs> and kind of noting every time that there's an embellishment because he's, like, read up on all of this stuff. He, he's aware of hmm. the history of these things. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, kind of looking over towards Lyra as well and catching the blah, blah, blah hand motion <laughs> and, and smirking to himself ever so slightly. <laughs> I'd say, like I say, it's, it doesn't seem to be like a malicious thing. It's just like he he's, he's just kind of bragging a little bit, but also kind of like you get him feeling he's he's sort of looking at it, it's like, oh, this is the new kid. We ought to tell him about the cool things that went on and stuff. Um, and of course, like, you know, he's a central character in the story of like, you know. <laughs> so then I threw it into like, I threw it into full impulse and we, we did a loop around that moon and um yeah you should have been there kid it was uh was a hell of a thing if he had been there the bulkhead would have crushed his skull in just to look over and just be like just the truth if you'd been there <laughs> yeah you know lieutenant you, you know i feel like i feel like you and i have very different memories when it comes to this engagement mm. i just have a different perspective i think uh, you know you just you, one of these days, somebody's going to recognise me for my my piloting skills, but I know it's not going to be you. Kind of, kind of laughing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got faith. Faith of the heart, am I right? <laughs> Nothing but. And then Johnny puts his feet up on the table and kind of <laughs> lays back in the chair a little bit and smiles and looks over at Lyra and kind of like gives the gives that knowing smile of like, yeah, I'm not really a hundred percent with this guy, but it's funny to wind him up, right? <laughs> She's just going to give him a nod. <laughs> oh, greenies. He sort of looks down and says, you know, he's like, I'm not, I'm not green, Lieutenant, I'm, I'm blue. True blue. And he sort of... <laughs> he turns back to look out the front window. <laughs> um, just at this moment that begin to hear a uh, beeping sound from the, um, the console... And uh, Ensign Source, uh, he frowns and he goes, uh, "Whoa, that's that's not right." 
and presses a few keys on the on the control pad. It's uh, picking up a subspace disturbance right on our path. Don't know if I can get around it. What do you want me to do? Johnny drops his feet down off the table and kind of gets up onto him and uh, walks forward towards the console to see what's going on. Are you looking at the the sensor displays? What are, what are you? Um, what are you? Yeah, doing? he's kind of coming in. He puts his hand on Sasa's shoulder and kind of comes up behind him and says, "What's going on?" And uh, looks down at what he's looking at. Okay. Um, he says, "Well, there's a some kind of subspace eddy or disturbance out there. I, we're coming up on it quick. We need to make a decision here." Murphy's gonna get up and look out the window, see if she can see anything. Um, um, slow us down, back us up if possible. Okay. You don't want to accidentally walk into it. You can't see anything visually, I'll say that, because you are at warp. Um, but you definitely you get a look at the sensor readings and that um, as uh, Sauce begins to bring the uh, the Malloy down from warp 5. Um, just as you're about to cross down into a, to warp 2, the, the whole shuttlecraft begins to shudder violently. Um, and... You know what? Can I get uh, <laughs> this? I guess would be, I guess, fitness security check from from both of you, just to see okay. if you can stay on your feet as the shaking suddenly a massive kind of bang. So this is only going to be it's a big difficulty one. So I need two d twenty from each of you. So oh, I've not added anything. Oh, God. <laughs> needed less than fifteen. Less than fifteen. Okay, so yeah, you got one success, which is all I needed from you, Ensign uh, Connor. Uh, two successes from uh, you, Lieutenant Murph Elira. Um, I keep forgetting that we can Bajoran's surname first, isn't it? Um, okay, so you actually gain a momentum from that because you've got two successes on a difficulty one. Um, so yeah, you both, um, you know, the, the the shuttlecraft just violently kind of kicks and you you have to steady yourself against the um against the sort of control panels and that um as you violently drop out of warp but you manage to keep your feet um does one of the displays spark it definitely does yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) and more than it should really given that um fuses were invented several hundred years previously but um (laughs) good thing nobody was stood at that console really lucky (laughs) to have fallen back dramatically (laughs) yeah yeah or possibly killed. Yeah, mm. in fact, it's, actually, it's one of the consoles a little bit further on. It's the one that you were sat in front of, actually. Um, so you were lucky that you stood up because that console explodes with a force that it really shouldn't have for what is essentially a touchscreen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, you know. <laughs> but there is a little bit of a, a haze of smoke in the uh, in the cockpit of the um, the runabouts. Um, and you sort of, you can't really feel the acceleration. The um, inertial dampeners are still running, but you can see out of the uh, the windscreen. It's not called a windscreen. You can see out of the viewport um, the stars around you. You are no longer at warp, and you are spinning violently out of control through space. I would like to use my momentum and try and stabilize the ship. Okay. Um, to stop. So momentum is something you can spend to. You can use it if you're making a check to add an additional d20. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that momentum itself isn't. It's more like a, a resource used to kind of upgrade tasks, if if you like. So mm. you could make a if you want if there was something you wanted to do, you could make a check and then spend that momentum to give yourself an extra third die to try and make oh. it. Um, I'm sure I might keep it for later then. 
yeah I will say because um, it doesn't always last it, it, it will go well, you lose one momentum at the end of each scene so mm. yeah it's, it's up to you when, it, when you want to use it but, so you're saying you're, are you trying to sort of take control of the of the shuttle yeah I'm going to try and like the budge ha- uh, <laughs> budge ensign saucer side mass like data typewriter style try and mm. uh, slow down the ship if I remember rightly, uh, this type of runabout has two front seats. So yes, you're able to sit yourself um, into the second seat and try and take control. So I'm going to need for this a... This is going to be difficulty two. Okay. Um, so I need two successes from you. This is going to be a control con check. Okay, so that's a plus three. Yeah, so I need right? you need less than 13. Oof. Ooh, so that is actually because uh, you need to get below thirteen. Yeah, well, you it was being difficult to do. You didn't actually do it. I'm afraid you don't. It wasn't high enough to get a complication. Um, if you roll a twenty on the d twenty, you get a complication. Then I get to make things harder for you. But um, you just fail to get it under under control. Um, Ensign Connor, what would you like to do, if anything? Yeah, my guy's not really kind of one for. I mean. There's two people in the control seats here. There's not much she's gonna. I'm not gonna try and pull sauce out of the seat or anything. So yeah, he's just kind of waiting for the next thing to happen. Yeah. Could put out the fire. <laughs> yeah. In, in fact, yeah. Looking back at the uh, where he was sat, mm. um, he sees that the screen has exploded, and um, what's what's actually going on back there is like is it's it just kind of sparking. Seat? It's kind of sparking I, a bit. Um, it's nothing's like it hasn't like it's not like on set your chair on fire or anything, but it is kind of sparking a little bit, and it, it, there's there is some smoke in the cabin now. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to try and deal with that in mm. whatever way we would, because I'm trying to rack my brain now for a moment where it's like, okay, so the screens have exploded in an episode of Star Trek. What happens next when they fix it? Have we ever seen that? Um, Environmental controls get smoke out. Yeah, mm. <laughs> uh, that's true. Oh, everything's automated. Um, <laughs> no, there there is um, a sort of Unless emergency fire suppression kit that you can use to try and just sort of calm things down a little bit. Um, Okay, so yeah, totally grabbing that fire suppression kit yeah. and uh, taking aim at the, uh, the damage and yeah, try to put it out. I'm not going to spend a minute skimming through the rulebook to try and look for a fire extinguisher in there. I'm just going to say, <laughs> can you give me a daring, uh, daring engineering, I guess. Okay, so that's 11. That's uh, 12. Uh, it's 12, only going to be so difficult, difficulty one, I think, on this. Cause, yeah. So it's 2d20 again? 2d20, and you're looking for less than... Uh, Less than twelve. I got one. One success. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you grab the um, you grab the uh, emergency fire suppression kit, and you just start sort of liberally spraying it around the console and that, and the sparking does stop. Um, um, yeah. But there is obviously still a little bit of smoke in the air, but um, you've calmed <laughs> calmed this this exploding panel. Um, <laughs> What's the state of the chair that I was uh, that Johnny was sitting in? It's covered in fragments of the Elkar's display. You know, so obviously that's exploded out was a bit of broken glass. There is one bit kind of sticking out of the chair back. Um, so he he takes note of that and just kind of to the others in not unnecessarily expecting a response like, "Damn, I, I came close there, guys!" And then kind of turns back and kind of goes over to see if they, <laughs> is there any action at this point? What's what's happening there? Yeah, so Ban, Ban is also trying uh, very. Um, hard to get the uh, the ship under control I'm going to have him uh, make a con check as well so he actually has a 15 in contr- well it's 4 in con and 11 in control all you uh, listeners at home I want to know numbers 
So I'm going to make this... Uh, what was it? Difficulty 2, wasn't it? I had it with you. Mm. Yeah. So I need to get below 15. Fuck me. <laughs> We're spinning. Yeah. We're spinning. So um, he is also trying to uh, get the ship under control. Uh, for listeners, I rolled an 18 and a 20, which is a complication and a failure. So the ship uh, is spinning and he says, this isn't... <laughs> not going to lie, you, you might want to uh, might want to hang on to something. Um, there's a further bang from um, somewhere in the, the rear area of the ship. Uh, the ship does seem to slow its, its spin a little bit. But as you look out of the, the viewport, you can see uh, what looks to be some debris trailing from the, uh, the port side of the ship. Was, did we hit someone or hit someone hit us? He sort of he checks and goes, oh, Damn, looks like we... That getting out of that spin, one of the warp nacelles is detached. We're not going anywhere fast. How fast is fast? Well, uh, I guess I guess half speed with one nacelle. You can well, you can't no. get a warp with one nacelle. You can run a scan, see what's in the local area, but otherwise, you are probably at impulse speed, several years away from the ship. Unless we, we send a message, but we'll have to see what the damage is first. Mm. Let's run a let's run a diagnostic. See, check what's check for damage. What are we actually missing? If you want to run a diagnostic, I think this would be a uh, reason engineering check. I want a difficulty difficulty one just to run a sort of surface uh, diagnostic. Okay. Oof. Ah, <laughs> oh, 20. <laughs> okay, so you got eight, a success, but also a complication. That, you know, <laughs> it's not great. Uh, Incomplete diagnostic. <laughs> so here, here's what I'm going to say then. So um, you successfully run the diagnostic, but discover that that first bump took out your communications array and that the... Um, that was why what backfired and blew out that console. The first time we had that bump, communications are gone. At least the the main array is, but the um, least, yeah. yeah, you can't make calls. It's, we we can't contact anyone. This is not good. Is is, is there any means within <laughs> the craft to like are there spacesuits? Is there a means of getting out to do something to try and repair this? Um. <laughs> It's, it's, this is one of the bigger ones as well. Yeah, this is one of the bigger systems. You, you're going to need some, like, you're going to need to dock somewhere to repair it or land somewhere. Okay. Um, turning to the others, um, Johnny's like, so uh, which way is the nearest planet or starbase? Do you guys know? Let's scan. Yeah. Um, who wants to do a scan? Benson, you scan. <laughs> scan for any habitable planets. Do some scanning. A moon anything an asteroid okay for anything i'm gonna need a reason science check for this uh, <laughs> sir. again i'm gonna go difficulty one on this as well just to uh because you're doing a scan of what's around you really four and a 17 okay we'll call that uh that's one success you were trying to get below 12 cool. and you weren't quite high enough to get another complication there so that's fine <laughs> I, I realise it sounds like I'm being super vindictive here, but like, <laughs> that's a pretty high roll. Um, 
So, uh, yes, you um, you scan the surrounding sort of area of space, and you find that by happenstance, you happen that the, the runabout was passing through a uh, star system at the time of the uh, the anomaly. Uh, the the computer reports this is an uninhabited system, but luckily there is does appear to be a planet which at least seems to partly have an atmosphere. Um, which would be breathable. Okay. Um, Lieutenant, there's uh, one planet within the system that appears to be habitable, or at least somewhere that we could perhaps land and at least get a cursory look at the uh, damage to the uh, runabout here. Bam? I I think I can get us there, but um, without having a good look at that uh, that nacelle, this might be a bit of a bumpy landing. Well... Even if we crash, we can make some sort of communication. It's better than nothing. The sooner we get it, we get we get landed. The sooner we can fix it. The sooner we get back. All right. Okay. I'll have Lieutenant Source make uh, a check to uh, get you over there, just as a piloting check, um, just because the ship is damaged. So I'm doing control con again. So under under fifteens, <laughs> nineteen and a six. Ooh, okay. So close. <laughs> so so close. Yeah, he manages to bring the uh, the runabout um, through the star system towards this uh, planet. It's quite small, smaller than Earth. Approaching though, uh, you can see through the uh, the viewport that it does appear that there is some amount of vegetation, at least vis- you know visible from space. You know, there's some greenery. Um, there's a couple of oceans. Fair amount of cloud cover though. Over over a lot of the uh, lot of the surface, Ensign Soft said, "Okay, well, better hold on to something. I don't know how bumpy this is going to be." And he begins to bring the shuttle into the atmosphere. Is is there another chair on the uh, shuttle that <laughs> isn't full of shards of a screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you ro- roll one through from the back. Yeah, we're <laughs> cool. all going to strap in. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I want to get strapped in and ready, braced. <laughs> it says, okay, I'm going to aim, uh, try and aim for that flat area of land there. Um, hold on to something. Can I help him at all? Yeah, being uh, sure. Yeah, no, you can. If you want, you can donate that momentum to. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather we land safely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's see how this goes then. So I'm again and roll 3d20 on that. That is three successes. So as I use that momentum, I will put an extra one in. So you currently have two mm. momentum in your pool. It he's not lying. It's a pretty bumpy landing, but the ship seems to hold together at least better than you thought it was going to go. You know, based on the the luck you guys seem to be having. <laughs> um, and. The, uh, the the shuttlecraft uh, comes down. You look out of the the side windows and you see he's he's sort of threading it in a down a kind of um, quite wide valley between um, two sort of spurs of a mountain range and um, aiming for what it, it, you know sort of quite large mass of greenery. It's be fairly flat ahead of you, at least from at the speed you're going. Um, as he begins to bring it lower, though, um, it becomes clear that these are the tops of trees. And 
there is a lot of bumping as the uh, the runabout uh, Mallory plows its way through the canopy of this forest. Branch is snapping off. You're going quite a clip still when as you begin this, so nothing is really stopping you. Um, but he, as he's sort of, he's obviously it was expecting it to be a field almost, <laughs> um, and it's quite bumpy as he as he slowly finally manages to bring the shuttlecraft uh, the, the runabout sorry to a a stop kind of leaving quite a landing trail behind you should we say okay. uh, on the floor of this forest he turns uh, turns back to you and says well uh, i guess uh, guess you're in this story then kid oh not now ban we okay yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm all good. Let's wait to tell stories till later. Let's wait till we're home. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. You're the lieutenant. Um. What's the plan? Um. Systems check. See what's damaged. Make sure our perimeter is fine. Water shelter. Well, runabouts shelter. So. Yeah. We don't have to. But yeah, definitely a perimeter check. We don't know what's here. All right. Okay. So, who wants to do what? I don't feel like I should be making a choice in that respect. I mean, yeah. like as ensign, like. <laughs> I mean, you could always volunteer for a job. <laughs> True. In fact, yeah. On that basis, because Johnny is quite, yeah, he's he's. I want to go go get him as a, as it were. Um, <laughs> he's kind of a um, lieutenant. I volunteer to uh, check the perimeter. All right. Just mind your wits. Don't get in over your head. And if you see something, shout. Don't be a hero. We don't need that right now. Ban, check in here what what the damage is. I'll check outside. Uh, you got it, uh, Lieutenant, sir. Hi, sir. Just call me Murphy. Johnny kind of winces a little bit at breaking protocol and goes, uh, okay, Murphy, and, and sort of clutches his phaser at his side and pulls it out and uh, steps towards the back of the ship to mm. uh, get out. Murphy's just gonna shout. Remember your tricorder. Oh, oh, uh, I, 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 sir, and he kind of looks around, and uh, it, uh, it was on the table where he was sitting. <laughs> so, would it, how do you want to be friendly? Is it still, is it still in one piece after it, if it was on the table? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be a complete so, dick. So he kind of spots it on the floor where it's been knocked off by the Oh, yeah, yeah, let's say that. In, in, with the combination of the um, the exploding console and the bumpy landing and everything, your tricorder is in one piece, but it's kind of just sort of fetched up on the ground up against the, the opposite wall. Okay. So, yeah, he spots it on the floor, scrambles it up, brushes it off a little bit and kind of uh, hurriedly makes his way out the back, slightly embarrassed. Mm. <laughs> Murphy's shaking her head. So you open the... Um, Open the the side uh, exit door of the uh, the runabout, and you find yourself on uh, a quite sort of lush looking forest floor. Uh, as the door opens, the sort of the the air from outside kind of hits you. It's it's quite warm and quite humid. Um, it's a bit of an odd tang to it, but it's definitely breathable, confirming that at least the sensors were working properly. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's quite a um, quite a sort of lush sort of forest kind of floor um as you as you step out you look back and see that there is a quite sort of sizable kind of um trail of destruction 
that you the wow. <laughs> the runabout's left behind it um, as it sort of blasted through the canopy and kind of through several smaller trees on its way to the ground. So not the not the smoothest of landings, shall we say? Mm-hmm. There's sounds of uh, unfamiliar but obviously wildlife kind of like sounds of what could be bird calls, but you don't know if they're birds here or whether we you know what they are. Yeah, just general kind of jungle sounds. Does that make sense? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, stepping out into that, taking a breath of that slightly tangy air, mm. uh, wincing ever so slightly, looking down at the tricorder to in, in a slightly paranoid way, like, hmm, <laughs> is the air actually okay? Uh, he starts looking around afterwards after being reassured by what he's seeing on the readout. Um, and starts making his way, maybe takes a few footsteps away from the shuttle mm. and then starts making his way around the perimeter of it. So, And looking back and forth between the shuttle and towards the jungle, keeping an eye out for threats, but at the same time getting a sense of just how potentially bugged the ship is. Mm. Okay. Um, if you're keeping an eye out for threats, then let's, let's kind of... Um, let's make a check for that just to sort of gauge your sort of general awareness of the situation. I think this would be an insight security because your kind of insight is like your sort of awareness kind of of, of what's going on and then security because you're looking for threats. That's <laughs> that's my thinking on that. Again, we'll call this difficulty one because, you know. Okie doke. Well, I got a success there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't appear that there's really anything like threat-wise immediately visible, if that makes sense. Um, you would guess that maybe the, th- the runabout made quite a noise as it came down, so anything wildlife-wise was probably scared off a little bit from your immediate mm-hmm. vicinity. Makes um, sense. As I say, you can hear the sounds of like animal calls and things in the distance and, and bird noises and stuff, but yeah, there's nothing immediately visible kind of in your in your vicinity. If that makes sense. Okay. Uh, Lieutenant Murphy. So you, you watch as uh, Ensign Connor sort of wanders off. I'll just follow after him after he goes and just go af- go the opposite direction um, to see the nacelle. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm going to run a tripod or scan over the damage and see exactly what's broken. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I'll say even without running a tricorder scan, you can see that one of the warp nacelles is uh, cracked and it, is, it seems to be missing a good chunk of it. Um, the uh, the orange bit, which is called a Boussard Collector, is missing. <laughs> Damn it, the Boussard Collector is missing. Yeah, you don't. I'll give you that without even <laughs> scanning. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the obvious sort of look of it. Mm. Um, the the outside of the runabout, just in general, is pretty dinged up. A lot of it probably from the landing. Um, but if you want to have a sort of a uh, sort of more in-depth kind of look at the systems, I'm going to need a reason science... No, a reason engineering check uh, for difficulty two. Ooh. Although I, I will, will, try. I will, I will I... bend the rules a little bit here. Uh, for any successes you get, I'll give you more information the more successes you okay. get. I'll try that then. I'm just going to try that. Yeah. Ooh. Six and a 19. Okay, well, that's one success. Um, I'll say then, so with one success... You can definitely see that this is a, this warp nacelle is inoperable. Um, there's a stress fracture along the uh, along the hull, joining it to the um, sort of tracing back from where the bit is missing, going all the way to the sort of uh, the bit that joins it to the main 
hull of the runabout. In um, theory, that stress factor could not ex- could that not expand <laughs> and basically tear the ship apart. It, it could, yeah. Just um, gonna quietly swear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's not a great that's not a great thing to have find. That's what you find on that bit. Are you also looking for the uh, the comms array? Um, what are you What are you doing? She's yeah. She's gonna survey like all the ship okay. to like just go walk do a slight walk around it. Okay. Can I get another get as much reason engineering check then? Yep. Oof. <laughs> a twenty and an eleven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for a one shot, there's a lot of critical failures Fail. happening. <laughs> Um, so you, yeah, okay, that, that didn't go so well. Yeah, I'm just trying to think how to, okay, I might hang on to that complication. My tricorder breaks? Uh, uh, we'll go with that then. Um, so yeah, you, you make your way around to the, uh, the, uh, the, the communications array, which is kind of, um, a little bit tricky to get to. You have to kind of climb up onto the, uh, up the front of the, um, the runabout to get to the communications array, which is kind of above the cockpit area. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you're just beginning your scan, and you, the lights go off on your tricorder. I'm gonna shake it and like tap it, and then check the the power pack and be like, "Go hot." Hmm. He, Johnny's kind of rounding the uh, the ship and sees her tapping the uh, tricorder as she said this. Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Can you and scan kind of the communications water. array? Uh, I My tricorder oh, oh, broke. Uh, I, I, Murphy. Um, yes, yeah, 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 Murphy. Um, and he gives it a bash. Okay. <laughs> I like that this is a way of getting around the complication. You're like, okay, now you do the check for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, can I get a reason engineering check for you? For me. Nine and 14. Okay, yeah, that's one success. It appears a little busted. It, it's, it's, it's all in one piece, um, but, like, it, it, there's some electrical problems in it that is stopping the main subspace sort of transmitter from working. I can't give you any more than that with one success, I don't think. Okay. It, it looks like the power's blown. Hmm. So not completely... Not completely useless, then. Yeah, it looks All like right. we've got a chance of maybe hooking it back up and we can perhaps get a message out there. Seems like we're only hope at this point. Let's check what tools we have. How was the perimeter check? Um, absolutely nothing. They, they, we're completely clear here. Looks like we're safe for now. All right. Keep checking every 20 minutes. I just want to make sure that we're not... We expect any company. Unwanted company, even. Just as a little bit of extra flavour here. The sun is starting to dip towards the horizon. As I said, this is a bit of a smaller world than Earth. And mm-hmm. you guess the days are slightly shorter. It seems to be spinning at... Not that it was like midday when you landed or anything, but mm. you sort of landed towards evening and it's um, the sun is dipping, should we say. Okay. okay. Based on that information then, um, Murphy is going to suggest that they bolt the door and stay inside during the evening, during the night, because you don't want to be outside in an unknown planet. Um, and then just make repairs during the evening in the inside the shuttlecraft. And then when daylight dawns, we'll do outside. I don't want to be caught outdoors <laughs> at night on an unknown planet. It's just asking for too much trouble. <laughs> okay. 
So are you heading inside then? Is that, that the general consensus? Yeah, I'm just going to check on Bam. Okay. Uh, yeah, John, Johnny's going to follow in, obviously, and he's yeah just bracing himself. He's looking around still. He's very cautious in terms of, like, we might be going inside, but he's going to go straight inside and look out the window mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. keep an eye on things. Okay. So as both of you go in, I assume, closing the door behind you. Um, yes. Okay. That wasn't a trap, by the way. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> It was more of a narrative uh, thing. Well, I think I was sort of like, so did you set all your traps? I think it's more the fact that we've seen, between us all, we've seen enough episodes to understand that leaving the door open in the shuttlecraft is not a good idea. No, it doesn't always end well. <laughs> there are so many examples and I don't understand. Everybody's so trusting. Luckily, you guys are both security officers. Um you learned how to close doors. That was that was day one at the academy. <laughs> close the door behind you. Were you born in a barn? <laughs> yeah, that was the, that was. Were you born in a barn? Was the name of the first lecture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you go back inside, and uh, Ban is sort of looking pretty frustrated. He's kind of leant over the control panel. He says, "I can get a little bit of power to the communications array, but we're not getting any anything on the sub subspace repeater. Like it's not connecting." Right, power it down for now. It's getting dark. I don't want to try to go outside and fix this during the night. We don't know what's out there. It's probably safer if we do it in the morning. Daylight. Is there anything we can do inside? Do you need any help with anything? Uh, well, if the damage is uh, on the array itself, then I can't really do that from in here. We need to uh, get out there and uh, have a look inside. I'm going to relay him my observations of the nacelle outside and get his opinion. Is it as bad as I think? Ah, uh, well, it's pretty bad. This uh, this isn't going to warp anytime soon, not without a full well, full rebuild of that nacelle and a huge wow. overhaul and check of uh, the uh, the superstructure. We're lucky we made it um, out of warp by the sounds of things. We got hit by something really hard. That's the, that's the space anomaly. Yeah, if um, I mean that's the that's the likely culprit. I don't know what it was. We don't. I've got, I've got the sense data here, but it's uh, inconclusive. Let me have a look. See if I can see if my eyes see anything. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you want to take a look at the sensor data, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this is going to be a quick, quite a tough check for you. Um, okay. I'm gonna. This is actually a difficulty three check. Uh, reason science. Ooh. Well, we'll see. I'm having to go anyway. Yeah, you, um, I think you've, you've got one momentum left, but you only got one success there anyway, so there isn't mm. really any way to... to no, no, I mean, it, it's... It, yeah, that you can't see anything in the data that really is your field of expertise, should we say. Well, keep it for now. Maybe someone back on the ship can have a look at it. Mm. Hopefully they'll come find us. Well, we were due to rendezvous with rendezvous and Doc, so we've missed it. Give them a few hours. If we don't respond, then they'll send someone to look for us. Pick up our warp trail, probably. He he just like looks at he looks at the like the at displays as well. We're not even going to be overdue for another seven hours, so nothing we can do till then anyway. No, but rest up. Make sure this place is locked down just in case. We'll fix whatever we need to in, in in here, and then fresh in the morning we'll get on that array. Hopefully we can 
get a message through. Ensign Connor, what, what are you have, you? have you have you got anything specific you would like to do now? You're inside. Or? Um. While this has been taking place, he's been up in one of the seats up front, looking out through that viewport, mm. um, and just keeping an eye on the perimeter. As the sun's going down, he's kind of keeping an eye to see if there's more of it coming from the kind of still forested area around the uh, crash site. Yeah. We okay. Could well, use our... Oh, you could use. I was just going to say sensors. Sensor. Or... <laughs> I just remember. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, we're in space. Very <laughs> <laughs> true. Who's the sensors? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you can use the sensors if you like, or you, I can just tell you what you see. It's up to you. Uh, yeah, no, they... Well, Johnny, at least, is very much like, he's a physical guy, and as much as he's capable as a Starfleet officer, like, his instincts get the better of him at times, and he is just on this, like, mission to keep his eye on the forest, kind of as he was told. Okay. Much as the circumstances are slightly different, he was just told to <laughs> check the perimeter every 20 minutes, and right now there's nothing to do but check the perimeter as far as he's concerned. He's not a scientist. He's a... <laughs> uh... <laughs> Murphy, instead, having number of years under a belt, is probably going to run <laughs> scan. Sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but does Johnny see anything out there? Is there any change in the... I mean, yeah, it's sunsetting. Like, how far has this gotten? At this I point? will say, okay, yeah, the sun is 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 heading down. You reckon it'll be getting dark within the next sort of thirty minutes or so. Um, since you've all come inside, it does seem you, you're not seeing anything specific, but it seems like there's a few more kind of signs of movement out there. Nothing that you can really kind of make out. It's like there isn't like a T Rex wandering through the clearing or anything like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just seems like okay, now you're inside. It's kind of there's no signs of people moving over the giant soundproofed object it, the forest is kind of returning a little bit to normal uh, noting that pretty much nothing is happening he uh, saying to like, he, doesn't, he doesn't turn, he's, he's keeping his eyes fixed on the uh, viewport uh, nothing to report sir mm. have you scanned the surrounding area? um uh, no, and he kind of slightly drops a hand, or <laughs> as slightly as he can, drops a hand down to the panel in front of him and starts tapping away to scan the area. Okay. It's all right. We've had a rough few hours. Don't worry about it. I'm doing good. Can I get a reason re science check? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's his first assignment. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, that's one success. You're getting a lot of life form readings. Like a lot of life form readings, but nothing that you you can't narrow it down to. Like, it's not like a radar. You know what I mean? And there's nothing presumably huge enough that would be yeah, just one distinguishable. Well, no, this is the thing. It's just you're just kind of getting general readings that there is a lot of movement, a fair amount of movement out there, and a fair amount of kind of what could be definitely described as life form readings. But you're just you're not getting like a sort of specific narrowing down of like there's something moving ten meters away or there's something. It's just there's like. It's okay. just picking up a lot of life and a lot of stuff. Within the array, is there... Sorry, within the um, what the sensors have picked up, is there any indication of any kind of civilization, like the the emissions of what proto-civilizations might typically kind of put out? It signs of farmland or anything like that on the sensors? Like, Not from what you would pick up, no. Okay. So... Uh, um, doesn't seem like there's anything kind of specific to say about the environment, Murphy. There's um, there's just a lot of creatures out there. I mean, who knows what that stuff is? But uh, this isn't one of the charted worlds, so it's probably just a lot of undiscovered animals, really. But no signs of intelligent life, that's for sure. 
Alright. We'll keep doing a periodic scan just to make sure there's nothing creeping up on us. Good work. Thank, thank, thanks. He kind of tenses up a little bit and his squat little body, like, you see him just sort of like shake for a second and then, yeah, he's back to it and kind of like pulls himself together and he's like, I'm in Starfleet, goddammit. This is what I, this is what I always wanted. And then goes back to a steely-eyed look into the distance. Okay. So it's not long before the sun goes down. Are you, are you guys resting up? Are you, uh, is Connor is is keeping on a watch, or are you guys just trusting that probably nothing in this forest is going to be able to rip its way through the hull? Um, I'd imagine we'd probably still have a watch just to keep an eye. Okay. Um, but um, if is there any repairs that we can do inside the shuttle? Uh, I mean, based on like what you'd kind of gotten from your scans earlier. The majority of that to, to try and get a signal out you're going to need to go out there and do some slightly more in-depth work on the actual array on on the roof mm. kind of thing you can't really okay. do a lot from in here what you can okay. do ensign sauce has kind of done already if that All makes right. sense and you definitely can't fix that nacelle from yeah yeah but not from in here probably not from out there not with what you got with you no i, th- I probably probably just dish out some rations then I mean, you've got a replicator that works. Yeah, oh, we've got a replicator. Oh, well then. I'm <laughs> What's gonna for dinner? I'm going to make a pot of coffee. <laughs> yes. I'm going to make a pot of coffee. Who wants coffee? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've still got power and you've got a replicator. You know, you're, mm-hmm. in a, you're, you're not in like a tiny shot. You're in one of the runabouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should probably like minimise power as well. I'll leave that, that up not. to you if you want to <laughs> limit mm. replicator usage. <laughs> that, is, that is totally your call. Hmm. I hate being in command. <laughs> Damn it. We'll do minimal minimal power, but just so that we've got stuff in the reserve. Yeah. I mean, you could probably like you've got enough of a reserve that if you you know, you guys can replicate a like you know, you could comfortably replicate like an evening meal and like mm. some food tomorrow and stuff. You know, you're not about to completely yeah. drain the reactor or anything. I mean, the, these runabouts are meant to be sort of fairly self-sufficient for a while. But I'm also thinking about the... If it's, like, if there is a civilization on this planet, we do not want to... According to the Prime Directive, we do not want to, like, make ourselves known. Hmm. It's like, hmm. Or, or they could be, like, other nefarious species. So, we don't know. Don't want to You're just trying to keep a low profile, stuff. then? Yeah. Okay, so really only one dinner each. <laughs> For now. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how we get on. Yeah. <laughs> Some midnight snack going on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who's taking first watch then? 100%. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's already there. He's in. I mean, if there's been any amount of talk about what, what we've just discussed, then he's like, I'm on first watch. All right. <laughs> Okay, all right, so can I get, uh, I guess this would be insight security. Just to kind of, as a general check, um, I'll call this difficulty one, just to see if you can, you know, see if anything really catches your eye as you're sitting there, sort of um, taking the first few hours of sort of chair time looking out the front window. Okay. Well, I got a two and an 18. All right, well, that's one success. Um, it's uh, it, nothing 
really notice, notable kind of happens. You do see a few smaller creatures sort of here and there, but like it's not like you've left on like floodlights outside or anything. It's only really what comes into the small sort of bit of light leaking out of the front windows. Okay. This being an uncharted planet and what you've just said, just for fun, um, is there like a protocol are you aware of for like undiscovered species? So Johnny could quickly like log something in the ship's computer and scan some, like if he's seeing like maybe a couple of little creatures frolicking in front of him or something. Oh yeah, you, you can make a you note of them. You can scan on, on them and be like, I'm going to name these things after myself. <laughs> <laughs> Cornot's reticulated squirrel. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Why not? Just, just to pass the time, is it? Because he's kind of like he's not like he's he's over time. There's only so much sort of intense staring you can do before he's mm. his curiosity starts to like get in there, and then he thinks in terms of like, hmm, I want to make a name for myself in Starfleet. Where, where could I start? Sure. Why not? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. So that's just how he's going to spend his time. Yeah. 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 You, you know, I'm not going to have you roll to make detailed notes. Let's just say that you. <laughs> Become the David Attenborough, yeah. the intergalactic well, David Attenborough. <laughs> Actually, no. I mean, how detailed are your notes going to? Uh, you know, what, how in depth are you getting? It? Are you writing down like I saw a, I saw a creature looked kind of like a. Kind I, of, I feel like know. there's a role required here in terms of like my science skill or something. Yeah. Okay. I think this would be reason science, and I'm going to need difficulty two to have it be a decent, decent scientific observation. If that makes sense. Eighteen and fourteen. Well, no. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so Johnny writes out a fairly inept description of these animals, and it's not scientific <laughs> enough by any extent. What is there is probably a little bit questionable about the observations. Yeah, it looked kind of like a lemur. Yeah, and a stick figure <laughs> as a drawing. Yeah, space squirrels. Space squirrels. <laughs> yeah. So he, he still logs this and uh, sort of like puts it in the ship's computer to be sent to Starfleet for a review. <laughs> After yeah. the uh, mission, maybe this is something to put in a personal log as well. So sort of, yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> play, <Definitely>, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's what he's going to do. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't really notice anything. There's like no like big creatures coming out to look at. At least during your, you know, the time that you're spending on that watch, you know, you you, you make a bit of a, a couple of notes, a couple of creatures. As I say, some not amazing sort of um, let's just say your descriptions probably wouldn't pass muster with the science department I um, can't imagine they would no <laughs> but yeah you know you, you pass the time Lieutenant Lyra are you taking the second watch or are you going to take the last yeah, watch yeah I'll take the second watch okay can I get a uh, sort of insight security just as a sort of general general kind of see if you see anything throughout uh, 11 and a 4 okay that is um, that's pretty good so that's two successes, so you gain a momentum. You are sort of about an hour and a half into your watch, and you start to notice, um, at first you think it's kind of a, it might just be like a reflection from like the inside, you know, light reflecting, you know, it's, it's a little bit light inside, but you know, I'm assuming you've turned the lights down a little bit. Mm. Um, but you think it might be like a reflection from inside, but it's a sort of, a sort of light blue kind of sparkling, and it takes you a few seconds to realize this is coming from outside and it's sort of behind one of the trees. Can I do a detailed scan? Uh, yeah, you sure can. Um, can I get a reason science check from you? 
nine out of twelve. Actually, uh, that is that is one success at least. Nothing is showing up on your scan, really. You get no, nothing beyond the the sort of general background life. But this there is definitely something out there. I mean, it's it's not okay. Let me rephrase it. It's not showing nothing, mm. but there's definitely no extra signs of like technology or any kind of weirds. There's no 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 strange unseen particle readings or anything. Mm. Is there like bio mechanic like energy? Is it like bio hygienic? Um, there's definitely something alive out there. You're um, it's not narrowing it down to, and the, the sensors are picking up the light readings. You know, it's showing up on the screen mm. when you're pointing like the sensors at it. And it does appear to be a kind of sparkly sort of um, almost like a kind of display of sort of patterns and lights and something in the, it's in the but it's it's kind of it's in the dark a little bit. It's it's not like right mm. in front of the the runabout. It's a little ways off, um, sort mm. of through the woods. I'm gonna nudge. Um, I'm gonna nudge Soth and be like, uh, 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 "Oh, uh, yes, Lieutenant." Shh, shh, keep quiet. Do you see what I'm seeing, or have I hit my head and not realised? Where where am I meant to be looking? And I'm gonna point in the direction of it and then like show him the gun as well he um he does he sort of squints at it and he says, what is that at least something out there I tried to scan it but nothing nothing conclusive came up as you're watching the the sort of display it's sort of it's definitely giving off light it's not just reflecting um mm-hmm. it sort of shimmers and then disappears now it's nowhere to be seen it is dark out there, I will say as well. It's not mm. like you haven't got like headlights on. Yeah. No. Do we want to put the headlights on? <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you. You can put the headlights on if you want. <laughs> mm, probably like a little, a little light, but not much, just so that you can see like just a little bit around them. Okay. I'm gonna do that. So, um, as, you, as you're reaching towards the the like the light control, the the pattern sort of starts up again a little bit closer and you, you bring the lights up and you see uh, a much larger creature than the ones that Zakonot <laughs> had seen it's, it's about six foot tall best way I can describe it is like sort of got like the physicality of a gorilla but the face of like a seahorse if that makes sense Okay. and like the, the light is sort of on patterns um, sort of going up above around uh, sort of down its up its face and sort of across its shoulders and that and that it looks like it's going down its back as the lights come up it sort of it it quickly runs away it sort of goes away you can see it's got some uh, four arms and two legs uh, that's not something that's kosher lieutenant you might have to explain what kosher means to me it's a human thing to worry okay it's not normal I haven't seen anything like that somehow Seuss I don't think anybody's probably seen this thing yeah. Let's get some more scans. Do you think we can name it so Ensign Connor can't name it? <laughs> what, do you want to call it Murph Zeus? <laughs> As a, that's, I don't know, that's a bit... Or a Zoomer? It's a bit wordy. A Zoomer? A zoomer? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Zoomer. Um... <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was joking mainly, but like... 
so was I. Yeah. <laughs> well, we um, that was pretty big though, right? We don't want to run huge. into that too often. I'm glad we locked the door. Are you leaving the exterior lights on, um, or, or what's the uh, what's the plan? Um, I kind of want to now, seeing as it was of seemed to be afraid of the light. At the very least, you you sort of startled it by uh, yeah, yeah. I'll probably yeah no she'll turn them off again, but and and send Zeus back to sleep. Okay. And keep an eye out. Okay, so for for the the remaining couple of hours of your um your your watch, you you don't see the at the very least you don't see the pattern again. Whether you, whether there's something out there still is another matter. But mm. comes the end of your shift, uh, Ensign Sauce takes over, a um, little bit kind of bleary eyed and everything because you woke him up. And then he's he had, had the longest sleep. sleep out of all of us. That's true. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> he likes his beauty sleep. <laughs> he's used to Starfleet. You know, the the ship is run on a um, four shift rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Captain Jellicle style. Jellicle? No, Jellico. <laughs> Jellicle is a cat thing. Um, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> you know, it's a four shift rotation, which many would argue is more efficient than a three shift rotation. <laughs> So he's used to working six hours, then having eighteen hours off. Um, mm. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He's used to his downtime, and this is obviously a bit of a change in routine, shall <laughs> <laughs> we say? But I guess you're all kind of used to that pattern, really. Mm. Um, but yes, he's a little bit bleary, and he's like, okay, okay. I got, I got this. Don't worry. You get some, get some sleep, Lieutenant. I'll let you know if the uh, the the Zuma thing. But whatever it is comes back. All right, I'm gonna bed down. Okay, his uh, watch seems to go without uh, a problem, and uh, morning comes. Coffee. I'd like to make some coffee. <laughs> so yes, uh, you fire up the replicator again. Pour some coffee. No, but that's just a case of let's get in this array fixed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So opening the door. Both stepping out straight away. What, 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 what are you doing? Are you having a look around? What's uh, the... Johnny's going to kind of take the lead, given an opportunity, provided that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, steps out with phaser in hand, kind of looking around. <laughs> I like oh, to imagine he's sort of like, he's fully gone like commando mode. He's like... <laughs> I, I, over coffee, I assume he's been briefed of mm. uh, the, the thing that was seen. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So yeah, he's going out on alert, keeping an eye for that. Okay. And, uh, yeah, look, looks back after taking a look around. Does he see anything? Can I get an insight security check from you? I'm only going to need one success from you on this one. Difficulty one. That's <laughs> a twenty. Another eleven. Uh, a lot of complication. <laughs> if we were playing D and D, this would be some really great rolling. Um, but we're not playing D and D. We're playing Star Trek Adventures. I know we'd be rolling. In yeah. It. Uh, yep. So. You can't see anything um, really, you know, moving around that much. You see one of the uh, strange squirrel-like things that you saw this, the evening before kind of run off as soon as the door opens. I'm going to hang on to that complication. Okay. It might come back at some point. You do notice all around and all around the runabout, and it, they weren't there when you were um, last outside, are a fair number of footprints. Quite large, uh, four-toed. Uh, it looks like there was more than one of those things out here, guys. Mm. Any kind of gestures and points towards the footprints? Hold up, 
scan the footprints, record them. Mm-hmm. Make sure we've still got all the data. Hi. And uh, he goes about doing that. Yeah, I'll call that. Uh, I don't need a check for that. We'll just call that a yeah. difficulty one because you're just you're essentially oh, is, taking. Is that a difficulty zero? That, we'll call that. A, 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 you're trying to. Okay, you get the one momentum back that we lost after last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still need to roll to see if I, I get the difficulty. Oh yeah, the, uh, that's true. Okay, yeah, so yeah, zero. it's a difficulty zero, but <laughs> a four and an eleven. So uh, reason sounds. Yeah, that is two yeah, successes. Success. So yeah, you get two momentum off that one. <laughs> What I'm actually going to do with that complication is I, um, I'm going to bend the rules slightly. Uh, actually, I don't even know if it's bending the rules. It might be something I can legit do. Uh, I'm going to turn that complication into a point of threat for myself that I can spend as a, like the anti-momentum okay. sense to Ooh. make things harder for you rather okay. than hang a complication over your head the whole time. No, um, that's fine. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, cool. Okay. I um, Murphy is going to then try and track some of the footprints see where they what direction they came from or if they've left Mm -hmm. okay and how they've left this area see if it's more than one or it's just one right okay i think i'm gonna need i mean if you were looking for threats it would be insight security but i think as you're kind of you know this is almost like a sort of zoology biology sort of thing yeah but you are kind of like investigating i I guess maybe insight science insight and security maybe yeah, it's kind of tracking his security. Yeah, yeah, let's go yeah, with that. Yeah, because if you're the like, investigation kind of thing, yeah. Inside security, ten Ooh. and a ten. Okay, that's two successes. Um, no matter what, because of your uh, skill. So yeah, you you spend a little bit of time, kind of um, just tracing around, and you would guess at most, and it takes a little bit of kind of back and forth, just sort of checking. You would guess there's maybe at most there's two creatures that were around, but it's very possible that it was just one that mm. was sort of checking the ship out quite a bit. It's not like, it doesn't look like there's, you know, been hundreds of footprints everywhere. It's just, yeah. there's a couple of, there's a set that's sort of going around a little bit. So it's very possible it was just the same one. Mm. Or one, it might be two. possibly two. Yeah. One, possibly two. The tracks are a little muddled in places. Zeus, do you want to come out and give us a hand with this array? Yeah, yeah, Lend just a sec. Expertise. He comes out. He, 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 you get the feeling he was gathering engineering tools anyway. Um, ah. He comes out with a toolkit <laughs> and goes, "Right, let's uh, let's get out of here." I mean, let's. You know what I mean? Let's go home. Yeah. Right. Do you need me to help you? Um. No, I'll uh, I'll, I'll 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 just just keep an eye out. I'll um I'll take right. a look at this. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have <laughs> Ensign Sauce do a uh, a reason engineering check. Okay, well I got a seven and a three, so um, that's not bad. All right, so yeah, I mean it, it does take him a little bit of time, and you, there's some choice Bolian swear words drifting down to you <laughs> from the roof. He eventually uh, he comes, he, he climbs back down. He says, "Okay, <sighs> hopefully I've at least got it." <sighs> to the point where we can send out some sort of beacon. I don't think we're going to be making any subspace calls, but it should be beacon is fine. broadcasting our location. Good. I don't care if we can't speak face-to-face. A beacon is fine. It's yeah. a start. Okay. While he was doing this, was there anything you two would like to have been doing, or are you just kind of... What's the... Uh... Pro- probably just keeping an eye out, and then... Um maybe quizzing Conan on like 
stuff of the ship that he's going about, <laughs> about to join. Oh, I, <laughs> Just throwing I, random pieces. <laughs> well, actually, so, I, what I, would I, you... I kind of had it in mind that he's already been on the ship. This is just his oh, first okay. assignment. You know, it's his mm. first... His assignment to the ship is his first assignment, if that makes sense. Okay, then I'll probably, like, test him on how to spot, like, an undercover agent or something. <laughs> or, like, like how, 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 do you, how do you know that someone is being exact... Is host- how, do you, how do you know a Betazoid is lying to you? Um, uh, well, uh, you, um, you, I, 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 I don't really know, uh, Murphy, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm just a human, so I've not really got any ability to deal with that kind of thing. In, but how do you deal with that, that kind of thing? Always look for their towel. The towel? Bansos t- shouts down. Like in poker. <laughs> oh, Have you ever I'm, played I'm, poker? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty terrible, to be honest. The people can read me like a book. We should play sometime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'll keep my chips, thank you very much. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah. Poker I'm and not... security go hand in hand, kid. You need to learn a bit about gambling to understand the way that people, some people think. I'm more of a sports guy myself. I, I'm kind of, kind of like my uh, battle arena. I, I know it's it's not really prohibited. At net, it's a bit kind of edgy, but I, I kind of like to tune into some of the uh, the uh, transmissions from some of those civilizations that are into the uh, the fighting and what have you. So you're basically a blue eye golden boy. I, I, I guess so. Any. <laughs> Kind of oh, sweet child. <laughs> Just looks at her like the chain of command. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Much as Johnny grew up in during space, he he never really kind of like he wasn't into that culture so much. He was so focused on getting in Starfleet that he didn't really pay much attention to that at all. And in no way, shape, or form has he got any sense of like this is perhaps being humorous or poking fun at him. He's really just I'm in Starfleet. I'm I'm a good soldier. <laughs> He was kind of on. He was near Bajor, but he was on the Federation side of the border, yeah. sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. So he was he was sheltered from most of it. <laughs> did, did, did a bit of a sheltered upbringing. Did he have like personal tutors and things if his parents were traders? Well, I wasn't thinking that much. I was thinking more that it's kind of like his parents were traders, so there might have been a bit of traveling, and as such, like mm. yeah, he interacted with Bajorans, but it. He was on the ship with his parents a lot of the time, and as such, he was kind of self-teaching or learning from holograms, that kind of stuff. Yeah, easy to stay in the Starfleet mindset. So Johnny grew up with the Flotter hologram. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, anyway, that that was his upbringing. That that was, uh, (laughs) and then this is why he's failing quite spectacularly and dealing with the uh, the poker conversation. Is his face going redder and redder as the more we speak? Um, he's not the type to go red. He's just like oh, okay. very tense. You can kind of see like... <laughs> I'm trying to think oh. how tight these Starfleet uniforms are at this point. Whether you can see like his forearms <laughs> bulging. Like, he's, got, he's doing the wharf like crossed arm thing. Like, well, no, I mean, they're, they're, they're quite just... well tailored, you know. So, mm. <laughs> yeah. well, he, He's standing there kind of looking real tense with his arms crossed and trying to look neutral at the same time because... This is a superior officer talking to him. <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, so uh, Sauce finishes up his repair. 
are you all heading back inside or what's the uh, what's the thinking? Murphy will stay up top. Okay. She's just going to keep an eye. She's going to keep an eye on. Okay. I'm assuming it's still daylight though. Yeah. It is still daylight, yeah. It's it's um and it's tough to gauge the time, really. Yeah, she's staying outside to get the fresh air. <laughs> okay. All right. Um and noting this Johnny calls up to her. Um Lieutenant, do you not want to be the one that puts out the distress call? Should you should the senior officer not be the one to do this? Inwardly, she's going to be like, "God damn it, Johnny!" <laughs> Sauce kind of chimes in. He sort of pats you on the shoulder, and he goes, ah, it's, "It's just going to be a. It's not really going to be words. It's just going to be a no. a, be- a beacon kid. It's going to be SOS." <laughs> oh, oh, I've, I've, right. Of course. Sorry, 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 sir. <laughs> He hurriedly goes inside and kind of looks at Sauce <laughs> and like narrows eyes like why why would you do that Sauce? Do what? I'm not You you stitched me up. I I mean I she, she knew it was only going to be oh whatever. You're not going to get in trouble here kid. Yeah, what, what do you what do you think's going to happen? I am just I just want to I don't know she's so casual about all of this. In terms of like chain of command and everything, like and I, this isn't what Starfleet is supposed to be, as far as I'm concerned. Well, this is a this is a little out of the ordinary, you know. It's not every day we're gonna crash on a uh, deserted jungle world and a dashingly handsome Bolian has to save the day by fixing the transmitter. <laughs> Johnny, caught by that, kind of catches himself <laughs> and the moment and like just blurts out loud. <laughs> Oh yeah, right, yeah. Um, and and remembers like maybe it's not as serious as all that. Like we've not been attacked. And yeah, while listening is tapping away, starting to do the uh, the um, communication. Yeah, he's powering. He, he sat down. And he's powering it up, and he says, uh, "Now we play the waiting game." Never tell you about the time that uh, I met these three girls on Risa. They liked me. They really liked me. <laughs> you ever been to Ricer, Johnny? <laughs> Murphy's gonna walk. Mur- Murphy's gonna walk in and just be like, "That's because you bought a Korg. That's why they liked you." It's called a Horgon, and I was gifted it. Yes, it's exactly why it's called that because it's only for whores. And then walks away. <laughs> Pretty judgmental, Lieutenant. Anyone who goes to Ryza is a whore. Well, that's really judgmental. <laughs> Johnny is bristling again, just kind of looking between them, like, thinking about like horse what riser. What I do on my leave is, yeah, you know, it's uh, that's what I, that's my business. Hey, I didn't say it was a bad business. I just said it's exactly what it is. <laughs> Look, not everybody who goes to riser goes there to you know get that swerve on. No. There's no, lovely but beaches. What, um, but that's what it's... It's mainly... Well, suit yourself. So anyway, kid, I was on Riser. You ever been to Riser, Johnny? <laughs> no, no, Sauce. I've not, I've not been to Riser yet. Just you wait. Great time. On your next shore leave, take a week. You'll enjoy yourself, lad. I, I, I guess... And he's just intently looking down at the keypad, <laughs> tapping away. <laughs> what are you tapping away on? I mean, <laughs> he's 
like whatever the message is that they've sent out, he's already just monitoring uh, it. It just turned on like a beeping transmitter. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, but he's monitoring it pointlessly in a way of sort of like he's keeping his mind on that. Yeah. Like he's adding Starfleet, details Starfleet, to his, keeping the he's, fucking moment. He's adding details to his scientific notes of the squirrel. Because he saw them in the light today, so he's adding more details about their coloration. Uh, no, he's de- he's desperately clinging to any kind of duty right now. <laughs> he's not that bad. <laughs> she's just been around the. She's just. She's just been around the universe a little while. Yeah, you know, you served during are. the war. You know, you've been in Starfleet six years. Yeah, the Johnny's war ended a year ago. You know, you've seen some <laughs> terrified. <laughs> He's, he's trying to pull himself together. <laughs> as, as you're kind of you're, you're trying to focus on your sort of notes and stuff, you're suddenly aware of a sort of slight kind of low thumping. Okay, so he looks up through the view fi- viewport. Is there anything immediately visible? So yeah, as you look up, you can see sort of lumbering out of the woods what looks to be. I mean, and I. Uh, Lieutenant Lyra, are you looking up as well, or are you... Um, yeah. Yeah. You see what looks to be... Could be the creature from last night. Sort of lumbering sort of out of the woods with a bit of an odd... I mean, it, it, it's got an odd face anyway, but it's got... You would swear it had like an almost like a look of distress on its face, and it, it comes right up to the to the runabout and goes almost... You can see it looks like it's, it's making to climb up onto it. So we've got a problem. One, one of those things see. is up on the roof. He's making his way up towards the... I'm assuming it's the communications array up there. Hmm. He's making his way to the communications array. Uh, down. I just spent an hour and a half fixing that thing. Murphy's going to go out. Yeah, panicked. Johnny's up on his feet and with her. You're going outside? Yeah. Phaser, phaser in hand. Phaser in hand, but taking it slow. Okay. So, as you step outside, the thing kind of turns and looks at you and makes a sort of low kind of sort of rumbling sort of... It doesn't sound like... It's not like growling at you, but it's kind of like a low kind of guttural sort Mm. of vocalisation that looks at you. Murphy's just going to have her hand palm up, just as in like a... It's okay... Can you please get off the ship? <laughs> Johnny's it's already kind of, been fixed. We've just fixed it. Johnny's kind of behind her, mimicking, kind of following her lead at this point. Yeah. It sort of looks just at you. Just it, 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 look, it looks at you and then it looks back at the, the communications thing and like this sort of rippling array of like light sort of patterns flash across its, um, across its sort of. I don't know, it is hairy, but it's got kind of like a sort of skin, sort of... Not scales, but kind of scales, actually. Mm. Yeah, the sort of light emitting scales, but the, the pattern looks like it's in disarray compared to how you saw it the previous night. <clears throat> Noting this and having seen its expression as it was climbing up, uh, Johnny's going to kind of try and look towards where it's come from. Um, sure. I mean, are you looking? What are you looking for? Are you looking to see if there's any sign of? Because it looks like maybe it's been in the wars a little bit. Is there anything that it's moving away from? Is there another one of them? Is there something? Is there anything there that is visibly trying to get away from? 
You, you can't see anything there, no. Okay. Is it doing anything as I like gesture to it to get down, or? It's just kind of. It's it just kind of looking at you, a little bit. Um, it like it doesn't know what to make of you, but mm. it definitely does look like it's sort of under sort of stress. I'm going to extend my hand towards it. Okay. Um, so. And just be like, and have my phaser like facing upwards, like in a, like a like with my hand up. Mm. So I'm not pointing the phaser at it, but I know my colleague is. So I'm like, just just come down. It's all right. Again, it kind of like this. What this one really, this sort of vocalization really does sound like a little bit like it's in distress, and it goes to move towards the. Like as if to slap at the communications array. It's like it's it's raising its hand to. Hmm. I'm gonna call out to Zeus and tell him to switch it off for a few minutes. Are you sure? I just want to test a theory. Okay. And um, I mean, you can't see yet? from inside. You, you, you know, the communications array doesn't look any different mm. to you. Um, but the. Uh, you watch for a second, and it does appear that it it is it does look a little relieved. I mean, it's t- I mean, it's you know, you don't know what the, anything about this animal really, but like it does. Does it move off or? It's it's still just sort of sitting there now. It's just kind of looking at you, and it sort of shakes its head a bit, and then the the light pattern kind of goes again, and um, it does look a little bit more like it did the previous night. Now, I extend my hand again. Okay. So you're taking a step forward, just sort of reaching for it, and your communication badge pips. <gasps> the uh, the sudden sound, the the creature sort of oof, and just leaps away and off into the forest. Shuttlecraft Mallory, this is the Tenzing Norgate. Please respond. Murphy here. Ah, Lieutenant Murphy, good to hear from you. The ship is currently in orbit. What is your status? Uh, all three fine. Shuttlecraft down. Nacelle damaged completely beyond repair. We've got a hairline fracture going between the nacelle right through. Pretty, we're in pretty bad shape, sir, but all in good spirits. Glad to hear it. Prepare your crew for beam out. Uh, we'll send an engineering team down to recover the shuttle. Uh, advise there are creatures on the surface, sir, that seem to have effects from our communications array. Um, just heads up. Noted. We'll take that into account. Thank you, Murphy. Sir? A few seconds pass, and the three of you are beamed up to the ship. And that's where we'll call this to an end, I think. Ooh. Good stuff. Yeah, a little mini, mini adventure there. It was good. <laughs> Yeah, we will maybe come back to these characters at some point. I, I wanted first contact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you kind of did. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. True. <laughs> okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I'm hoping that we'll have a new bonus episode for you all next week on Thursday, the 23rd of April. Uh, keep an eye on our social media feeds for news of that. Uh, but we will definitely be back for you uh, in two weeks' time on Thursday, the 30th of April, with another one-shot game. Uh, I think the plan at the moment is to do a D&D one-shot, uh, but as with everything right now, <laughs> plans are kind of up in the air. Uh, so watch this space. 
Uh, in the meantime, you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we are at Pretend with Dice. Uh, if you're a Discord user, you can join our server by following the link in the pinned tweet on our Twitter page. And finally, you can also email us at pretendingwithdice at outlook.com. Uh, if you're an iTunes or Apple Podcast user, it'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review. Uh, it all helps us to find new listeners, and we'd love to hear what you all think of the podcast. Uh, so for now, that's our show. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Thank you.